Just as there are four seasons of weather, there are four seasons of life, and today we're going to talk about it. Church. Family. Theology. News. Entertainment. Evangelism. If it's Christian, then we're talking about it. This is the Mike Charleston Podcast. Hello, everyone Never out there. How is everyone doing? This is Mike Charleston, and I'm with Sarah, and this is the Mike Charleston Podcast. Larry is not with us this week, and I don't think he'll be with us for the next couple weeks. In fact, we are doing a series. Uh, we're going to be calling this the Seasons of Life, right? That's right. So we're going to be doing, the, for the next four weeks, we're going to be breaking that down. We'll be talking that shortly, talking about that in just a bit. But um, before that, we've got a little bit we've got to talk about in our, our regular life, if anybody cares. If you don't care, then you just speed forward to the next episode, in, uh, or the next uh, segment, right. and we can start talking about seasons of life. Well, in this seasons of life, uh, it, we just got back from a, a wedding. Yep, wonderful and weekend. Lots yeah, of- it was a busy, busy weekend. The Tates just married off another one of their daughters, and uh, it was we were a good part of that. We helped them a good bit, and uh, not to pat myself on the back, I didn't do too much, but the. Um, well. You did the video. Uh, well, good. don't tell people that because if they ever see the video, then they'll know okay. it was my fault. But okay. no, we had a, we had a really good time. We got to see a lot of people. We got to see a lot of the listeners. There. Once again, I'm surprised at how many people listen to the podcast or watch on YouTube. And if you are watching on YouTube, hey, how are you doing? Um, but what? I am surprised. Why are you so surprised? But just the, the number of people that I run into, and they, okay. they, they tell me that they, they, they see me on the, the podcast, or they see me on YouTube, or they hear me on the podcast, it makes me a little leery, because I'm like, well, you know me, but I don't know you. Right. It is kind of a weird feeling. It is. <laughs> it is. But no, it was fun. It was fun. We got to meet a, a number of the listeners. Uh, Kate and Sharon got married. It was a beautiful wedding. The It is interesting when you're doing a wedding behind the camera because I watched the whole thing through uh, a small lens that I could barely see because I need glasses. And uh, um, but no, it was it was a, we then we had church the next day there. It was uh, it was just a good weekend. What did you think about the weekend? It was great. Kind of turned into a whole big weekend of fellowship. We had a number of different people staying with us yeah. over the weekend. They're still staying with us. Yeah, we still have people with us and. So it's been fun. I mean, it's pretty much three big days of fellowship. So it's, sure. you know, that's work, a lot of work involved too, but the work is good. Uh, it's nice to be able to help out and be a part of it. I, I, I like that way better than just showing up and sitting there watching the wedding. Yeah, so. it's, I, I do too, actually. And it's, it's for a good thing. I mean, marriages, weddings, they're good. Yeah, it's wonderful. They're fun. It's not my favorite thing in the world to go to, uh, but if I'm going to work it, you know, you spend a good time working it uh, because these are people you know. Right. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. You know, but just going to weddings to people you barely know and you're like, oh, whatever. But no, they're, 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 it's a happy event. It's better than funerals, right? Much better than a funeral. It's beautiful and it's a happy occasion and you're looking forward to what's to come in their lives. And so it's an exciting time and you're excited for them and excited to see, you know, where they'll end up because that's kind of... I don't know, where life starts almost. I mean, right. you have your, we will get into that in a little bit, sure. different seasons. But I mean, pretty much when when I got married, that's when life really took some big turns. And, you know, it just 
No life, doubt. life really starts there. No so. doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So that was that was fun. We had a number of people staying with us, like you said, and one of the people that stayed with us is a common emailer to the yeah. show, Jared. Yeah. yeah, he emails a lot. He gives me a lot of questions. I haven't answered all of his questions. He wanted to come on and be like, I need to correct all the things you said about me. I said, well, dude, that might be two episodes <laughs> if you do long. that. <laughs> so no, it was... Um, uh, he, he actually had a good story. He told us about... And I forgot about this. He has a black book that he carries around with him, and people that he meets are people that are in his life somewhat. He has write in the book. And I guess I wrote in, in it about 2018, something about that, in September wow. 2018. You probably didn't know him very well at the time. A little bit, but not as well as I know him now. And uh, so he had a couple people write in the book, and I thought that was a neat concept. And I told him, I said, I'm going to tell it on the podcast. Maybe we can start a little movement. And you just you, you get this book, uh, make it a nice book because it might so it can last. Have important people in your life just write something about encouraging thing to you, um, where you are in your life at that moment, and you can look back on this. I think that was a kind of a neat concept. Yeah. That I was like really that. neat. So do you want a new book? Do I want a new book? Yeah, for you. We could start a book. Yeah, it was. A, it's a little late for me in the game, but you know, whatever. For you young people, it's uh, a little bit. Uh, it's pretty good. The um, you could start now. You can start seeing your life progress, and especially with what we're talking about today, the seasons of life. You can start seeing the 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 changes. Uh, you can go back. It's like a diary, but it's different because other people are writing in your book right. and trying to encourage you in many different things. So I thought that was a neat concept. So Jared, we're going to try to get that going and see if people can can do this and think that's a good idea. And if you do something like that, uh, email us that, you know, at talk at org or comment on the video of different things that you do that people can be encouraged about and uh, other people can write in your life. I thought it was pretty cool. I really like that. Yeah. That, that was, yeah. Uh, that's encouraging. You can go back and read that and just uh, be like, wow, this person, uh, that was where I was in this time of life. And that really blessed me. And you can, it's, it's a history there. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Very cool. So anything else you wanted to talk about that happened uh, the rest of this week? I think that's about it. Pretty much it was get ready for the wedding, help with the wedding. Um, and the after party. So yeah, the after party's still going still on, going on, and so. it just doesn't stop. But we had the Grimms actually staying with us. Also, uh, Larry is actually driving uh, back to the uh, Larry. Yep, he's not even what on the show, and he gets that. So no, he he's not going to be on the show because we, we we talked about this that we wanted to do this seasons of life, and I I know exactly what I want to go to, and maybe he can come in uh, uh, some other episodes. But he's driving home right now. Um, but no, we appreciate, all, they helped a good bit with the wedding too. Yep. And, uh, you could tell by my voice that maybe I'm coming down with something. I don't know. Mm. Or maybe it was just, I'm really tired <laughs> because we did not get any sleep the last couple nights. No. But, uh, no, it was really fun. So it was a great weekend and, but I'm really excited to really get into this topic. This is a very important topic. I think the seasons of life, it's a, it's a really big deal. Do you think it's a big deal? It is a big deal. And I like I'm... how you just... Just reiterate what I said. Okay, but, okay Expound a little bit. Well, I just know this has been on the board for a while yes. as an idea, and you keep putting it off because you're like, oh, I want to put a little more into it and, you know, not just throw it out there. So anyway, but it is very important because there's um, 
people get confused about where they're where the, where they are, and ideas are thrown out, and we don't always know how that can fit in our lives. And sometimes we try to fit at places where it shouldn't. Absolutely. So, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. It can be a little controversial if you've never heard of things like this, where you have roles and you need to embrace them, and there's certain aspects of life. It's uh, certain times of life that maybe are appropriate or not appropriate to do different things. Uh, well, we'll talk about that. You can disagree with us, but I think what we've done, we've done this in our life. We practice this. We have practiced this uh, in our whole life. Of course, we're only in phase two, so our whole life is still pretty <laughs> pretty short. But anyway, we'll get back into that when we get back after these uh, uh, well, these commercials. Uh, <laughs> after we get back, we should have a commercial on here by now. But no, after we get back, we're going to take a break and we'll come back and we'll get right into Seasons of Life. You're listening to the Mike Charleston Podcast. All right, we are back, and uh, we are going to get ready. I'm, I'm here with Sarah. Sarah's joining us. Hello, everybody. She's my wife, and we are going to get ready and talking about seasons of life, and I think this is a very important topic, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I know this might be a little controversial for some people, and maybe this will help a lot of people, hopefully. Um, so we're going to just get right right into talking about seasons of life. So maybe some people will get an idea what that is just by the title, but maybe you'll be surprised. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So why are we talking about this? So I think so many people are confused by their roles. They don't understand their roles in marriage. They don't understand their roles in society. They don't understand their roles in church, and they don't understand their roles in family. So and when you understand your season of life and where you are in life, it does help to put you right back where you're supposed to, to be. Uh, now, when we talk about these seasons, we're going to get into talking about these seasons um, just here shortly, and we've given them different names and different categories, and, and hopefully it'll make sense to you. But they overlap a little bit. They're not; These aren't perfect. This is very general. I know different people have different exceptions and different things in their, their life that's going on, and there's some people might end up being single, and that, you know, is, but I hope you understand that these are generalizations, and we think that we can use this as a, a nice basis of where we're going to be and with our in regards to family and marriage and church and, and all that. Right. Yep. Well, I think when you talk about roles, it's interesting because you being a sports person, you know, you think about on on the team, it's very important for people to understand what their what their part is. You know, on the football field or you know on the on right. the ice or whatever, and whatever sport it is that you're into, each each player has a specific part to play, and so they can't just always switch up and be whatever they want to be at the moment. No, there is a proper time, and we're going to talk about that just here shortly. The but that is a good point. So remind me when we get to that because I wanted to. Uh, tackle that, uh, no pun intended. Huh. 
But in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, why don't you go ahead and read that? Okay. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Yes. So, as we can see here, when we're not really going to talk about First John and what exactly all that, that verse means, but he is talking about young men, children, and fathers. There are different levels, and for each level, there are talking about different groups here. So we, we have to understand that there are different groups within the body of Christ. There are elders in the church, and there are people who just got saved. There are requirements for elders in a church one of them being not a novice, not being one who is older and faithful and having having a family and believing and other people that aren't. A woman has a different role than a man does in, in a marriage. Uh, a man is the, the head and the woman is to submit. The children are to obey and, and so on and so forth. So there, this is the reason why we're going to be talking about this, that our roles are very specific. Now, God is a God of order. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot, babe, and this is where you get nervous. Like, Pretty what do much. you mean? By, like, what does that mean? Like, God is a God of order. Well, it means that he created order in all of creation. When you just look at any, you know, in science and you study the plant kingdom or the animal kingdom or whatever, we see order. When we look at the church, he has an order for it. When we look at the family, we see he has order. And when you follow the order that he designed it to be, things work really well. And when you try to go outside of that order... Then we run into problems. We run into a good so. bit of problems. So we want to do things God's way. Right. And actually, uh, Sunday, Ben actually uh, spoke a message and doing it God's way. And that is kind of the message of what we've been doing on this podcast. Now, a lot of people disagree with us on some subjects, and that's fine. I, I, I can appreciate people's disagreement, but I want to do things God's way, and at least the way I see it in Scripture. And if you're not doing things God's way, then what way are you doing it? You're doing it the culture's way, the right. American way, right. uh, the, the worldly way. We want to do things God's way. So God give us a Bible to, to look at this. Now, the reason why I want to do this is I think this is very obvious, and hopefully all the listeners out there are, are this way too, but we love the Lord with all of our heart. And so in, in loving Him, the least we can do is do His program, right? Whatever He wants us to right. do. And, and so in that process, I think you'll be blessed by this. Now, let's go ahead and get into the four stages. Well, we're going to give a preview of all the stages, and then we'll get into the first one. The first one isn't as complicated or big. You'll, you'll see what we're talking about. But let's go ahead and give an overview of this in, in this first episode, and then we'll get into the, the first stage a little bit. So the four stages. My wife, was, I was coming up with different names, and my wife suggested that we have a theme. And I was like, do we need a theme? But I was having a problem naming these stages. So what I did was I took different stages. So 0 to 20, and then 20 to 40, and 40 to 60, and 60 to 80 years old. And uh, had different stages. So the first stage being zero to twenty, right? right. Yep. 
And what do you call that? And, and so we were throwing that around. And so finally, we just settled on, we need to have an idea like a tree. And so you have this little seedling at the beginning and then a little, you know, the root and it grows and you don't have to protect it as much. And then it grows into a big tree and then you cut it down. Now I was like, that's the giving tree. So we don't want to do the giving tree. So then I said, well, you know, I know sports a little bit. I grew up uh, an athlete and, and uh, playing sports, all kinds of sports. And I thought, well, she suggested it. And I thought, okay, we'll talk about football. Uh, I'm not the hugest football fan anymore. I don't really watch football, but I know it. And every, I think everyone else knows it. You do live in Louisiana. We so live in Louisiana. Kind of a big and, deal and, around here. And, and even you, who is, n- you're not a sports fan at all no. and couldn't care less, you know a little bit about football. Yeah. You know they actually throw a pigskin. Right. Actually, you didn't know that. I oh, did okay, know you did. that. So, so what we're going to do is we're going to break down the four stages, and I'll give you alternate names too. But the, the, so zero to 20, uh, imagine it as a football team. So the, the first season, we'll call that the training camp, or we'll call that the learning phase. This is the learning phase, and that's what we'll be talking about today. So the first season is the training camp. Okay. Then the second season is the starting lineup. You are actually in the starting lineup. You are now playing in the game, right? You are now the starting quarterback, and now you're in. That is the 20 to 40-year-old age, and we can also call that the family slash the carrying out phase. So as you can see, the sports theme is first, and then my names. So you can uh, email me or in the description tell which which ones you like better. Um, But then the third phase, the 40 to 60-year-old, we'll call that the coach. The coach phase. So, you know, you no longer play football, but then you move into coaching and you're like, hey, I've played. I know what I'm doing. Let me help you now. So that's the coaching phase. And we can also call that the transition or the mentor phase. Uh, Then the fourth phase. uh, 60 to 80 years old. We'll call that the general manager phase. Now, if you know anything about football, most sports, you have a general manager. He's like the not quite the owner, but he is in charge of the whole thing. He hires the coach, he hires, he's in charge of the drafting, he's in charge of the stadium, he's in charge of everything. And so that phase, that's the fourth phase, the 60 to 80 year old, and we'll call that the statesman slash leadership phase. So that's the phases, okay? I hope you guys like that. I don't know, do you like that, babe? Yeah, I like it. Okay. So now we're going to talk about the first phase. So, okay, no, first we're going to talk about why the 20 year gaps. Now, to those that are 80 years and older, no offense to you, but we just didn't, we're not going to do five phases. The, we, well, we that's, just, the 20 years is kind of loose, so that, that last one can go beyond well, 80. Well, it definitely but. goes beyond. If you live to 100, I don't, I, right. you're in the, the wrinkle phase. And oh, Okay, sorry. Wow. <laughs> but no, you, we, we need to learn to respect that phase. We, we disregard that group of people in America today. We we disregard people that are 80 and older, and I don't want to do that, okay? I'm not trying to do that. But after 60, basically, you're in your last phase, and you right. are in that leadership mentor, uh, not mentor, the leadership statesman. You, you should be a leader in community, the church, the family. You are uh, that leader, and right. I think that is a given. But yeah. we don't treat it that way. How many grandfathers out there are kicked to the curb? How many people are just wasting away in our nursing homes in America? That is, that's it's a shame. Sad. So why 20 years? This is why we did 20 years. Why don't you help me out, babe? Why, do, why did we do 20 years? 
Okay, well, because it's in the Bible uh, kind of a number of times. So we see the army of Israel was to include men 20 years old and older. So Numbers 1, 2 through 3 says, Take ye the sum of all the congregation of the children of Israel after their families by the house of their fathers with the number of their names, every male by their poles, from 20 years old and upward, all that are able to go forth to war in Israel, thou and Aaron shall number them by their armies. So... So yeah, the the army it was twenty years and up. So it seems like okay, twenty years that that was a significant time period in a man's life. Like okay, right. I'm twenty years old now. Now you can go to war. Congratulations, you can go die for your country now. Okay, <laughs> what, what is next? And then next we have temple worship required men twenty years old and older to bring their own offerings. Exodus thirty verse fourteen says, "Everyone that passeth among them that are numbered from twenty years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord." Yeah, and there's a couple other verses that mention like 25, twenty five. It just depends right. on certain things that they were doing sacrifices, maybe. But that it showed that twenty years old, that it was they could start going to temple worship. And required them to be twenty years to bring their own offerings. So now they were required; they, they were responsible for their own sins, basically. Now they're they're they got to bring offerings to right. uh, the temple. Right. So what's next? Then we have temple vows treated men differently once they reached age twenty. Leviticus twenty-seven three through five says, and thy estimation shall be of the male from twenty years old even unto sixty years old. Even thy estimation shall be. 50 shekels of silver after the shekel of the sanctuary. And if it be a female, then thy estimation shall be 30 shekels. And if it be from five years old, even unto 20 years old, then thy estimation shall be of the male 20 shekels and for the female 10 shekels. So, like Leviticus. Yeah. Okay. What waiting. is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it was long. But it was basically what we're talking about here is the temple vows. You could start being a priest, right, at, at 20? Right. Yep. So that was... The, or no, that, that was... Uh, oh, that's next. I'm sorry. Go ahead and read the next one. Okay. Um, The age at which men could enter service as priests is 20 years old or higher. That's um, Ezra 3, 8 says, Now in the second year of their coming unto the house of God at Jerusalem in the second month began Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Jazadak, and the remnant of their brethren, the priests and the Levites, and all they that were come out of the captivity unto Jerusalem, and appointed the Levites from 20 years old and upward to set forward the work of the house of the Lord. Right. And then then God held men 20 years old and older responsible for their civil sin, but not those that are younger. So this is an interesting one. This is where people kind of get into the uh, age of accountability and they say, well, see, 20 years old. I don't know. But it does seem that he's holding them responsible for civil sin. And that comes from Numbers 14.29. Your carcasses shall fall in the wilderness and all that were numbered of you, according to your whole number from 20 years old and upward, which have murmured against me. Yeah, and and that is, we, we are also talking about when Joshua and Caleb go into the promised land and they come back with a good report and the other uh, spies came back and said, no, 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 there's, there's giants in the land. We are not going to go. And everyone in the camp went and sided with them and not Joshua and Caleb. And so because of that, God judged them and said, 20 years and older will perish in the wilderness. And so it seems like 20 years is a good idea of a generation. And that's the only reason why we use this. I know we spent a good long time on this, but that is kind of the reason why we did 20. It's, it's, 
it's uh, arbitrary, and we're just going to go with this 20 right. by 20, 20, but uh, it makes sense. So we have the four phases, which are the training camp, the starting lineup, the coach, and the general manager. And what we're going to be talking about today is the training camp, or the learning phase, as I would like to call it also, the learning phase. I think this is the simple one. Now, what I did in the learning phase, I broke it down into three different categories here. We have the 0 to 7-year-old age, and the 7 and 14, and 14 to 21. Babe, why don't you tell us what the zero to seven is, what that means? That's pretty much when you're, from when your kids are born up to age seven, and they're pretty much a liability in that they don't really do anything for you. Those ages, you do everything for them, and they're pretty helpless, especially at the beginning, and so um, they just are very needy. Every everything that they require needs help. That, that's so. true. I didn't mean, I didn't necessarily mean for you to get into it completely because that was later on. Oh, but that's, okay, fine. No, that's fine. No, no, that's fine. Uh, but no, so seven and fourteen is kind of like a break even. Right. Where, yeah, we'll we'll get into that in just a second. But in fourteen through twenty one, ages fourteen through twenty one, they're now an asset. Right. Now I didn't come up with this. I stole this from someone. Um, but I thought it was pretty pretty neat. Now, as you notice, I went from zero to twenty one. But come on, uh, give me a break here. You, you understand what I'm saying? It was zero to twenty, but twenty-one. It, it broke it down into threes. There, from zero to seven to seven to fourteen to fourteen to twenty-one. Now, Psalm one twenty-seven three says, "Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward." Now, the question we should have is, what, babe? Uh, do we really think that way? Do we think that's true? Or, because I don't know, looking around at families, especially in America, I don't think that that's that we, we necessarily that. value children like we should. Yeah, do we act like that and, and do we avoid that? Do we, do we really believe that children are a heritage of the Lord? Right. So if we're going to even start down this road, you have to be born. Right. Unless you're not born, this doesn't apply to you. Okay. Now, (laughs) assuming that you're listening to this, I'm assuming you're born. So uh, we can move on. So yeah. So children are a heritage of the Lord. We we need to understand this and believe this. This is there's so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about the blessings of children. Children. Right. And they are so many times in America, they are not a blessing. Yeah. They're actually a curse, and well, there's so and many struggles. Some kids throwing themselves on the floor in the grocery store. I can see why parents. Well, and this is wonder. where we get a little confused. We get so confused in these seasons here because just because of this, that we have a lot of people that want to jump the gun. They start having kids, but they want their kids to be 20. They want to enjoy their kids. They want to be able to have conversations with them now right. when they're two. Yeah. Like you, you just can't. No. There's, there's just no way. <laughs> right. uh, and that doesn't work that way. So you have to embrace where you are right now. You look at someone else's life. Uh, I know some people might look at me, and I'm 45, and I'm pretty much done raising my kids. But they also they haven't seen my life 15 years ago. Right. And even though their ages might be a little bit closer to me, but if you're 30, and like, well, what do you expect? I'm 15 years past you. Right. So, you know, what, what do you expect here? You, you, we need to embrace these specific areas of our lives. But the first thing is that children are a heritage of the Lord. Yep. They're a blessing. So we need to remember that the Bible says that. Right. So what is the responsibility of a child? Well, um, they, 
pretty much are there to learn. They <laughs> are to learn. <laughs> they need so, to yeah. soak in everything that, I mean, you just look even from this weekend, having Jared here with his kids, it's like they just, they're like little sponges. Right. You know, you say something, they repeat you. They, <laughs> they copy everything you do. Right. They, they, they're looking at things. They're trying to figure out how to talk. They're, so they are, they're, they're learning in their, right. their first few years here. They are trying to learn. The, the, the first seven years, definitely, they're trying to learn. Right. Proverbs 1, 8 through 9. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. Yes, and go ahead and read. That, that is a good, actually, that's a very good one for, for both. The, hear the instruction of the father. So that, that is talking to the son right. and to the child. But what does that what does that mean? It means that the father is also doing some instructing. Absolutely. <laughs> so it goes both ways. The child cannot obey and listen if they're not being instructed in the ways. Right. So obviously we train up the child in the way he should go. We we know those verses, right? Right. So what's Galate Ephesians six one through three? Everyone, all parents know this verse. <laughs> right. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. So what is the responsibility of a child? Their their child their, their responsibility is to learn. Right. And to obey. Yeah. That is it. Pretty that much. is pretty much, that, that's very, very simplistic. Obviously, it goes a little deeper than that. Yeah. But uh, I want to, uh, what we're going to do right now is, uh, I am dying of thirst. So I am going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a second. And then we're going to get into the specifics of the three phases of the training camp. And we'll talk about those when we come back. The Mike Charleston Podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast today and watching on YouTube. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you'd like to ask a question or make a comment, you can contact us at talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. That is talk at fellowshipofbelievers.org. And please leave a comment on YouTube. That'd be great. Thank you very much. All right, we are back, and I almost forgot that I was supposed to talk. I was uh, too busy. Just wow. I thought Joshua was uh, prepping it, and I didn't realize we were going live. So anyway, we are talking about the, the, the first stage of life, which we call the training camp, or what we call the, I call the learning phase, and the training camp. And we broke that down into three different little steps, right? Baby right. steps. <laughs> so little, 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 little different steps. So as zero to seven. So it, within the fr- sticking with the football f- theme, right? Okay. So hear me out. The first, the first phase of the first one is your middle school. You're, you're just putting on pads. You might be in pee wee or whatever they call that. Uh, I never played professional football or, or not even. I didn't even play high school football or middle school football. Uh, I just played football in the streets. Um, so anyway, I was too small. The uh, so the first phase of the zero to seven we're gonna call like the middle school, where you're just learning how to play. You're learning the rules. You're learning everything about football. You go out there and run. The second phase, the seven to fourteen, we're gonna call that the. I oh man, <laughs> that was a mistake. Um, the, the next one, the seven to fourteen, we're going to call the high school. 
the high school year. You're getting better. You're getting more mature. You're moving forward. You're playing high school football now. Then the 14 to 21, we're going to call that college. You have high hopes to play in the pros. So let's let's go to LSU and play. And uh, hopefully we can get drafted and get in the starting lineup. Well, in life, you are going to join the starting lineup. So anyway, right. so we're, we're enough of the cheesy little sports analogies. But so we're going to talk. Let's see the zero to seven. This is this is key. So I really think that a lot of people mess this phase up, the child phase here. And I'll explain here in just a second because we want to we want to fast forward so quick. We expect so much of our kid, or we don't expect enough, or we don't know what to do with our kid at certain stages. So we've had how many kids do we have, babe? Seven. Yeah, we have seven kids. Thank you. And we're we're pretty much in the last phase in all of them. Right. The the in this one the the high school or the college phase, uh, we have one more that's lingering behind. And um, so anyway, the the child we have this little chart here. Maybe we could put it up on the the screen on YouTube here. We have the child's responsibility and the parent's responsibility. If that makes any sense. Right. So what are we talking about, babe? What is the responsibility of the zero to seven? I know we're kind of re-saying some of these things, but hopefully you can catch really what we're meaning by these. Well, I mean, in those ages for the child, they just learn. They're curious. They explore. That's that's what they're ABCs, supposed to do. ABCs, one, two, threes. They can't really do much for themselves. And so, you know, they pretty much, it comes naturally to them to look around and to... Um, be curious and want to know. They want to touch things. They want to um, make noises. Right. They, they want are to, just learning. Is, and that's what they're supposed to do. So, And they can't really do much for themselves. And this is where they can get in a lot of trouble, too. Oh, you know, yeah, they touch a lot much. of things. And, and so we were very aware of what they were doing. Right. And trying yeah. to correct them and make sure that they... Uh, weren't getting away with things at this point. Right. But what's the parent's responsibility? On the other side, we're to train them, even that young. I think a lot of people misunderstand this. Like, you can't train a kid zero to seven. Well, when they're five weeks old, yeah, you're probably not going to train them. Right. But as they get older, you start moving into the six months to a year to two, as long as they can start talking and looking around and yeah. you can, you can start training them. Yeah. And well, you are starting to train them. Well, you are. You, yeah, exactly. Whether you think you are or not. If you don't, they will train you. Right. Exactly. And, um, this is the most sacrificial time. The, the, you are doing everything for the child. You're right. feeding them. You're yep. changing their diaper. You're giving them baths. You're putting them to bed. You're waking up. You're burping right. them. You're, you're on call 24-7. There's not really a, a break. I mean, you could take a break if you hand hand the kid off to somebody else, but somebody has to at all times be, watch the baby. be attentive to the kid. It is very amazing how God designed this when you really think about it. You look out in nature and foals, you know, baby horses, they're born, immediately start walking, and it's right. like they're almost like real horses. You know, they're walking. <laughs> yes, they need a little help here and there. But mostly in nature, you see that chicks and babes and all this, they get birthed and born in this world, and they are functioning for the most part. Yeah. They don't, they're not coddled. The, we're the most sophisticated thing on this planet, and yet it takes us years before yeah. we're ready. Right. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. I think God did that for a reason. Maybe it's to do something in us as parents to, to learn something about ourselves and how to be sacrificial and care for another human being. Right. It's just very interesting how God designed that. Yeah, well, I think that time of doing everything for your kids and with your kids, it creates a bond. And, Definitely. And that love relationship that's there allows them to 
to be trainable to when you start telling them to do things or whatever, it, it allows it to work differently that I don't right. think would happen if they didn't need you. Right. They, they don't need you so. at all. Let's just move on, move on with life. But but no, so as they get older into this phase, in this child phase, the, the, the zero to seven phase, they are going to start doing a little bit right. on yeah, their for own. Sure. But that is our responsibility as parents is to train them, to instruct them, to sacrifice our time and do all these things. Right. So then they move into the seven to 14 age era. What is the child going to be doing in this phase? Well... Of course, they're still learning just like they were in the first phase, but they do start to take on more responsibility. We start to have a little bit more. Trust them a little bit more. We trust them a little more. We have a little bit more expectation, you know, that we feel like we can, you know, let them. They should be able to tie their own shoe at this point. Right. You know, they start cooking. They start doing chores. What? Cooking? Really? Well, I hope so. <laughs> well, some families out there they don't, they don't let their kids cook because oh, like, okay. oh well, no, no, no. But no, start, we like to start. We let them start cooking even before that. You know, right. five, yeah, six, or something. For sure. But no, they they need to learn to start being responsible and to um, kind of carry some of their own weight. You know, whereas obviously when they're you know one and two, you have to do pretty much everything for them. You might take them with you to pick up the toys, but right. they need your help. But by the time they're seven to 14, you can clean up your own mess. You can pull yeah, and some this is the This is the age group where you can start reasoning with them too. The, the zero to seven, there's not much reasoning. There is just do what I say. Right. You know, like go do this, go put this away. Why? Oh, uh, who was who it? Jeremiah? Yeah. Why? 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 He, he just would why for everything. And I was like, son, you're just go do it <laughs> right now. And uh, but no, the, the whys can come later. It's zero to seven. You're not really explaining too much. You, right. you can try, but they're not going to understand too much. This phase, the seven to 14, they are going to start to understand. They're, right. go, they're, they're starting to process life. They're, they're, they're going to be more thoughtful. They're going to have more serious questions that pop through their mind. Right. And uh, we have to be ready for those. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and like you said earlier, the zero to seven, they're just a liability. But this the, the seven to 14, that's where you're kind of breaking even. That's a it's, little bit of a wash. Yeah, it's not all work. They also carry their weight and can do things and, you know, be helpful. Right. And they still sometimes, you know, do require a lot of work, but they also give you a lot of help. So yep. it's kind of, yeah. Like you say, it's a wash. Yeah, if you think of like a business, you know, the, the first few years of business might be a liability. You're, you're buying a lot of equipment. You're doing a lot of work to build it up. And it doesn't seem like you're making a lot of money. Right. And then after a while, it starts to break even. You're like, thank goodness we're breaking even. Right. And then hopefully it soon it'll start, you'll, you'll, it's, it becomes an asset. Right. So that's why we broke it down like this. Uh, we're not using kids as child labor here. So uh, <laughs> don't get that idea here. But it's just kind of breaking even. They're starting to do things. We're still doing things for them. Right. Uh, we still have to direct them. Go go clean your room. You know. Uh, right. Go do the dishes. The all that. The, but what the, what's the parent's responsibility at this phase? This is where we are to continue to teach. Right. Yeah. We're supposed to can keep that. That never stops. Almost. No. <laughs> we're, we're continuing to teach. No. We were to give more responsibility. I think this is where where a lot of parents choke. And yeah. they just don't, I, I want to do everything for them. I want to keep doing everything for them. Right. Or 
then they just want to give them everything to do and expect them to do everything at once. Right. Not not quite yet. They yeah. are still learning. Should and, be as you see growth, you start to give a little more. Okay, now that yep. you could do that, now let's step it up a little bit and put a little bit more weight on their shoulders and see if they can do it. Right, and trust them more as they are faithful. Right. If they are, if they're not able to accomplish the things that you want, then you need to pull back a little bit. They're not ready right. for that. Right. Uh, if they are accomplishing the things that you need to, then you can start giving them more responsibility. Let them become more and more, trust them a little bit more in those things. Right. Uh, you know, Even in the fact like we had Jeremiah uh, wire our house, he knew what he was doing. We trusted him in that. And we said, go ahead and wire, getting up in the attic. And it was small enough to fit too. And uh, get up there and, and wire. And he did. Uh, right. And he wanted to show off too. This is the other thing about this phase. If you let them, it's amazing how much they'll show off. They yeah. want to impress mom and dad. Yeah. During this phase. Now, I know I don't believe in the terrible teenage years. I don't believe in the terrible twos. I don't believe in any of that nonsense that the psychologist and the world offers us. You know why? Because I don't send them to public school for one. And yeah. I raise my kids up. I teach them. We train them. And in turn, they're great kids. Right. You know, we don't have any serious problems with them. Um, I'm not saying there's no problems, but uh, we don't have any serious problems with them. And it's a, it's a, it works really well together. And right. I, I really want to reiterate this point that this is where a lot of parents choke. They don't know when to let go. They don't know when, how much responsibility to give. And it creates a, a conflict, Right. Because the kid is going to want more responsibility. He wants yeah. to earn his independence here. He wants to show himself, especially boys. Right. And we have to work with that. We the whole point of doing this is so they can be on their own. Right. right? Yeah, pretty I, much. I'm not gonna I don't want to keep them forever. <laughs> right. Well, like you said, the independence thing that that's also important. Like it's true they want to be independent and we don't just Get to a certain age and turn them loose. It's a gradual. Right. Okay, here's a little more. Here's yep. a little more that I'll. When give we you. see that they've been faithful and that they're doing what they're supposed to do, then they can get more. You're faithful with a little, you'll be faithful with much. Right. Well, so, and I, also like we had talked about protecting your kids and the zero to seven. It's from everything, everywhere, pretty much. Right. I mean, it's a lot of protection, and but in the seven to fourteen, it's you can kind of. It changes a little bit. You could start to let them see maybe little parts of reality that you've kind of kept hidden from them because they don't need to know when they're little kids. But obviously, as they grow, you kind of let them um, know about things that maybe you wouldn't let them know about in those early years. Sure, absolutely. Especially in the, the end part of this, the 13, 14, right. 15-year-old yeah. age, you, you need to start talking to them about serious things right. uh, on their level, right. by the way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but that is true. I'm glad you brought that up because that is something we need to go back on the zero to seven. That it is. It, we talked about this earlier on a different podcast, just view a child track. I think we did. Uh, on just sheltering, yeah, on sheltering, right. yeah. how important it is to get that foundation, how, how we get, uh, we build our own, uh, how did I call it? Our, our culture? Yeah, our own culture in right. our house. It's very, very important that right. we build our own culture and yeah. we protect that. We, we look at that. We, we watch them. If we see them going astray, we correct them. Right. Um, this is a very important phase. 7 to 14, they're going to be we're, they're testing us right. in this phase, seeing how much they can push maybe, or uh, maybe they're going to make a mistake. And we have to understand the difference between rebellion and making a mistake. Uh, yeah. They still need to maybe be disciplined, but 
we discipline harshly for rebellion. Uh, we were just talking last night about that. And yeah. uh, we did not tolerate rebellion in the house. However, there's, there's times where they just made mistakes. And we actually had to learn this with Joshua, even, the, uh, our sound guy right now. Uh, when he was younger, we, we were so frustrated with him because he just wouldn't do what we said. Yeah. And I'm like, what is your problem, kid? You know, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I told you to do this. And, and then we'd find him just crying in his room. And it took me a while to realize, and, and this might help a lot of you fathers, because one of the verses uh, is in Ephesians 6, 4, that uh, your fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admission of the Lord. Don't provoke them to wrath. And what I was doing was provoking Joshua. Why? Because, well, guess what? He's not Jeremiah. Jeremiah, I could tell him to do something. I could tell him to do four things. Jeremiah could go boom, 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 and do it. Joshua, if I told him four things to do, he, he, he just got so frustrated with the four things, like, what do I do first? How do I, how do I do that before I do this? And then he would just not do anything, and he'd end up playing with his train or something. <laughs> and we'd finally just caught on that if I gave him one command at a time, he could do that. Right. Like, he wanted to do what we, yeah. we, won, we he, he wanted to do what we said. Right. He just couldn't do four things at once. Right. And so or we remember had to, the four things in a row. To exactly. Get to so we had to pull back a little bit. Right. He wasn't quite ready for that. I expected too much. And so if I would have pushed and pushed and pushed, he, he would have, he probably would have rebelled at some point. Yeah. But because I pulled back and it's like, okay, go and do this, then come back and then yeah. go and do this and then come back. Yeah. And it was a little tiring at first. Now he can, he can do three or four things at once. Right. But I do know if I, even today, if I tell him five or six things, he does kind of go back and forth and like, oh, uh, okay. Um, a list it, works well. A you list know, does work Check well. it off. Okay, I right. got it. But I'll we, we have to be very aware of that. So this is that, that, that in-between phase. This is the, the high school phase, right? The, mm. uh, you're on you're on the team but you're you're you could still get cut at any moment right mm. no but no seriously this is you're 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 just learning you're still playing but you're still learning there's a lot of things that you can you can learn in this phase so this is a very important phase so now we move into one of the more important ones they're all important yeah. but uh, the 14 to 21 the college right you you've uh, yeah. you you're playing for LSU football now you're the quarterback for LSU mm. and you're going to win the national championship and uh, hopefully be drafted and go into the pros right <laughs> so what is the phase what are the children doing in 14 to 21 babe well by the end of that this phase they should be completely responsible they right. should be able to think for themselves. They should um, be able to teach themselves to learn. So if there's something that they want to learn, they can figure out how to do it themselves. So, right. I mean, in this period, they're learning all of that. The, the responsibility is growing and growing as, you know, the years go on. And um, the parents are giving more independence. So, you know, yeah, sure, you're so sure. tight for a while and it's like, okay, I'm going to let you do a little bit more and kind of be a little more free, you know, like... Um, you know, in the 7 to 14, I'll tell them what we're cooking, and you'll be in the kitchen with me, and we'll cook together, and I may let you start cooking some on your own. But by this stage, you can plan a, plan the menu and go shop and do it right. all, like, you know, so. Yeah, maybe anyway. not at 14. But, no, not at 14, but, like but by said, 21. By the, by the end of this phase, so th this is a gradual process, and by the end of the phase, they should be an adult. Right. They should be a functioning adult. This right. is the, the goal, to bring them up into maturity, to bring them up, uh, train them, discipline them, 
give them the instruction of the Lord and bring them into maturity. That right. is the goal, right? right? And they can move on. Yeah. So what is the parent's responsibility during this phase? Well, well obviously you give more responsibility yes. and um, more mentoring, um, maybe a little bit less discipline as in, I mean, obviously in those young years, you're, you're spanking, you're constantly on top of every, every action that they do. And obviously that's going to kind of taper off. And it, yeah. Even in the other phase, it should be tapering off yeah, if you've done much. your job, right. but you should be moving away from discipline altogether and be more moving into more mentoring. Right. If you're still disciplining in this phase, you have failed. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. you have failed. And when I say discipline, I'm strictly talking about spanking. I mean, I don't right. know at this point, you're, you're spanking a kid at that age. That's ridiculous. Right. Uh, but you can still discipline in certain things. Kids still mess up. And you can like yeah. you can pull them back a little bit, take them off of Facebook, or <laughs> take their phone away. Take or, their phone away. Yikes! Or say you're not going to go to whatever event we were going to go to this weekend because of you know. I mean, there's right. thing, things like that. Parents we have can do. never had to do any of that yet. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> but we don't give our kids phones until they're ready for them. You know, but right. uh, I, I can't imagine taking my phone phone away. Not my phone. Taking <laughs> their phone away when they're 21. That's ridiculous. Right. Yeah. But at 18. Maybe, yeah. uh, but like I said, our kids are very good. They listen to us, and right. um, and and we have a very good friend relationship at this point. But right. the parents are definitely moving away from di- uh, discipline and more into mentoring. The children's this this is the part that you like to harp on because so many parents forget about this part. So why don't you go ahead and just go off, get on your soapbox? Uh, okay, because this is absolutely true. Well, so. I find that talking to other moms, people always talk about those young years and how it's just so busy and just the, the, the need for you to be around and with your kids all the time because obviously they have constant needs like we talked about earlier. Right. But when they get to these you know, 14 to 21, they're, they're becoming more independent. They're able to do just about everything for themselves. And we're proud of that. We're glad yeah. that they're able to pretty much become adults and do things Hallelujah. on their own. <laughs> so that's, that's been the goal. But what I find is that parents, you know, especially moms, since we're the ones home with the kids, we feel like we can just kind of let go. And if we have younger kids, you know, still take care of them, but the older right. ones, they got it. They know what to do. They know how to do everything. So we, we tend to pull away. We, you know, get busy in other things in life. Well, isn't and, that right? What's the danger? Well, because the problem is that those kids, those ages, I think, need you just as much time as they did when they were younger, only the needs change. So when they're toddlers, you know, it's changing diapers and cleaning bottles and sippy cups. You're doing stuff for them. Right. Right. You just have to help them. They need their shoes on to go outside. How has it changed then? But now when they're, you know, teenagers and turning into adults, what they need is time to talk conversation and to, and to talk about everything in life, which is, it's never easy. You know, I mean, it's just like, it's deep conversations that you have to actually think through and you can't just, you know, here, I'll put your shoes on so you can go outside and then I'll push you on the swing. Right. Like that's, that's simple. Right. But when they're 15, 16, 17 and you know, they it's more have, complicated. Yeah. They got deep questions that they're really pondering. And this is where I think a lot of parents fail Yeah. because we, 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 we want them to be independent. So we neglect them. Right. And that yeah. is the danger. There's a difference between having independence and still being in their life. Right. Like you could still do both, but by neglecting them, they are still children. They are still learning. They still need right. mentorship at this point. They need 
uh, instruction more than ever. This is a very vital time in their life between 15, 16, 17, right. 18, 19, even 20. Yeah. You know, just because here's another thing I want to go off of my soapbox <laughs> that there's nowhere in scripture that says anything about 18 being, you know, an adult and person and right. all that. America right. says that, and they are legally an adult and they can legally leave your house. So I get all that. Right. But there's nothing in scripture that says anything about them, you know, being an adult at 18. Right. Uh, now, as we talked about in some of the verses, it does seem to be something about 20. But even that, you, you have, you're living in your house. You have the right to run your house. I yep. don't care if they're 25 living in your house. Yep. If you don't like something they're doing, you have the right to tell them you need to obey. You're like, oh, you're going to tell an adult child to obey? Yes. Yeah. If they're living in your house, absolutely, you right. can tell them to obey. If they don't like it, you can leave. You yep. know, good, good luck. You can you start start. Uh, pain your own way, right? Uh, you know, whatever it whatever it takes. But I don't want that to happen. I've told all my kids I want them to stay in my house until they get married. Now, some people are like, "Oh, even your boys?" Yes, even my boys. Now, yeah, Jeremiah, I hardly ever see him now because he's working so much, and he comes home. He's still part of the family. He still does whatever, and he's saving money. And why push him out there all by himself? What what is he going to learn? He already does his own laundry. He makes his own. Well, you make his breakfast and all that sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, but uh, but you know he basically is taking care of himself he, right. he knows how to do all that yes but we treating him we respecting him um but anyway i'm, I'm back on my soapbox so 18 <laughs> 19 20 it doesn't matter how old they are especially in this time period i believe and i think you do too they need us more than when they were zero and seven now yeah they need us when they're zero and seven, or else if, if I don't feed them, they die. Right. Well, that's the thing. They'll, they'll die without us giving them the attention that they right. need. And when they're 17, 18, 19, they're not going to die without the attention, but they're going to... They gonna, will, though. I will, but, I'll tell you, they will. If, if we don't right. give them the attention, they'll look for the attention somewhere else. Somewhere else. Right. And they'll die. No, right. they won't physically die necessarily. Right. But I'm just saying, they'll, they'll, you'll, you'll be separated from them, and which is a good thing in a, a way... Because we end them, want them to separate from us and start their own life. Right. But we don't want them to separate from our values and who we are and what. We, so if we don't communicate these things, if we don't spend time with them, this is where we had to adjust our life. Uh, when we put the kids, when they were zero to seven, even seven to fourteen, we'd put them to bed, and then we would go hang out together, and it was right. our time together. Yeah. And now it's like they want to talk forever. They, they want to stay up. Especially late at night. Yes, and that's where I come in, right? <laughs> and and you're like hanging on, and I still want to talk, and I'm like, 11 o'clock, should we go to bed? And you're already asleep. No, it's, it's, it's the kids have a lot of questions. They, they haven't quite figured out life. Oh, they've got opinions, all right, and they think they have. Right. But they, they want, if you have a good relationship with your kids and they respect you, they're going to want to pick your brain. They're going to want to know about this. They're going to want to talk about their, their friends, you know, situations that, that are going on. You know, right. how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? You know what? I'm 45 years old and I still seek counsel. I don't know how to do everything. Right. So imagine them. You think they know what they're doing? Just because they say they know what they're doing doesn't mean they know what they're doing. Right. So to me, I think you're absolutely right. The children need just as much time and attention here, although it's very different. Yeah. And so with five girls, it's it's difficult. It's a lot of talking and it's wonderful and but it's it's just it's not a time that I can go pursue whatever else I wanted to pursue. Like I feel right. like I'm needed here 
a lot. And so, so you know your phase. So once again, this is the first phase. What is what do we call it? The, the training camp. The training camp phase. And so for the, the kid, it is obeying and learning and, and developing. As a parent, though, we need to be trained, too, on how what to expect from them. And if we think, oh, I can't wait until they get to 15 so I can start my own business again or right. I can enter the workforce. Well, I think you're going to fail because by the time they're 20, all your kids, you have a job to do. It is called your children. And, and a wife, here, here's where we talk about roles. A wife has a role. A husband has a role. A father has a role. A mother has a role. A child has a role. All these things have role. All these people have roles. And if we kind of give them out of whack, then it messes everything up. So it is very important to get these down. And I know a lot of parents choke at this point. They they don't know when to let go. They want to hold on too long. And they have a 25-year-old, they're just like, no, 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 you got to stay home. You got to do this. You got to work for the family. I'm a patriarch. And, and you, can't, you can't do anything for yourself. Um, and then there's those that when they're 14, just do whatever you want, you, yeah. you know. So there's a definitely a balance there that that you there's no specific age because it's dependent on the child for one, right. and your family yeah. depends on how mature they are to handle some of these things. Right, like for uh, I know some families they'll say like cell phones at this age or Facebook right. at this age, and we've never done that because every kid is different, and you know some kids so didn't even just, want it. Right. Right. So we just kind of have to gauge that. And that helps that we know them well and we talk to them all the time. So we have a lot of relationships. So it's not, it's based on that relationship, not based on calendar and like, okay, well now you're this old, so you get this privilege. Yeah. Once again, this is, it's all sacrificial. Being a parent is sacrificial. And if you're a parent, you know that. But once again, we move into this last phase, 14 to 21, we think we're done. Yeah. We think that we're done because, well, they, they're taller than us, you know, and they're out working. But you know what? They need us. They need our communication. They need our advice. They need our yeah. they don't need us to run their life, right. but they need us to be involved in their life. Right. And sometimes we get confused. and It's like, I'll run their life. I'll tell them what to do. I'll tell right. them where to go. Uh, we'll help them out in any way possible. If you if you love your children, you're going to help them out yeah. in whatever way possible. But no, you think this is a very very important. I do, and phase. I, f- I feel like so many people. We just see so many kids rebel or run and you know go a total different direction. You know, run away from even Christianity or whatever. And I just feel like so many parents miss it. And I think it's because we just kind of let go. It's like, oh, good. We raised our kids. They're obedient. They know how to cook and clean and work a job and pay bills and whatever. And so we just kind of dropped the ball. And I'm like, we're not done. They're still still there and they still have great need. Absolutely. And if you make yourself available, I'm like, kids love to talk and they want to know. Or at least our kids do. Yeah. They want to (laughs) know what you think. And not only that, I want to know what they think. You know, I, I... you know, it's turned into a friendship with, right. you know, our kids as they've gotten older. It's no longer me just telling them, do this, do this, do this. But we, we are well, friends. What if, what if they don't talk to you? I mean, obviously that shows a failure of somewhere in, in the relationship. But how can you rebuild that? Well, that's kind of difficult. But It is, but it's possible. It is possible. And I think that's where you have to, you know, Take the, Ask them questions at this point. Yeah. You've got to get to know them. And, and But you also have to give them time because if they're not willing to open up yet... You can't force it. Right. right. So, you you know, you can ask questions. You could try to, you know, try to prod them a little bit, but then you're going to have to give them some space. And hopefully, 
they'll come around to talking to you, but it is absolutely tough if they've, you know, it's already kind of closed communication. That's why it helps if you just, you know, I think God's way is from the beginning and you're just pouring your life into theirs. And so it just is natural for that just to grow into a friendship. And so that's the natural way. So obviously if you have gone away from that and you're late in the game and you want to repair things, you right. know, it's just going to take time and patience and a lot of prayer. Yeah. I, I, we didn't write this verse down, but, and I think it's somewhere in Ephesians, uh, but you know, like we don't, I'm no longer call you slaves, but call you a son. And, yeah. and so this is, this is the point. We don't want to raise perpetual children. I'm raising adults. I, I don't yeah. want to raise kids. I'm raising adults. So by the time they get to 20, even before that, I, I think a lot of our kids, by the time they were 18, were definitely responsible and, yeah. and could, could do a lot of number, a number of things. Um, but all of our kids live at home with us still. And yeah. uh, 22, uh, almost 21, and 20, almost 20. Uh, live with us, and their eighteen-year-old still live, and they they love living with us, and we treat them, we try to respect them, we don't have any issues with them, uh, we give them their space, they they honor us, they it's it's a wonderful thing when it works out correctly, yeah. when it works out well, and God's way, when you do it God's way, it's amazing the fruit that comes out. Yeah. I'm not saying if you do it this way, it's gonna every all the time always gonna turn out right. Look, they're, they're humans. Humans are complicated. We make mistakes. They make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes, right? Right. But in general, if we're we're willing to do these things God's way, it's amazing how the fruit comes. Right. So before we we get done with this, I'm gonna talk about one more little thing, uh, and this is um, when a child actually becomes an adult or a young man. Now, this is a little bit controversial for some, and because um, I do believe that children are supposed to obey their parents. And but when, like Jeremiah says, when does that stop? Yeah. And I'm like, well, is that a problem, Jeremiah? He's <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Because I, I am a reasonable dad. I like to think, and I don't tell him to do anything that's unreasonable. And he is willing to do whatever I ask. Yeah. There has been no question of that. But I also don't want to abuse that. And when you're in a place of authority, you can easily abuse that. Yeah. So when does a child actually become an adult? Well, doing the study, it seems like for a young man, specifically a man, it seems like 20 is a reasonable age where they become a man. I don't know what you think about that, babe, but that doesn't mean that he, he needs to be out on his own. I just need to, when, when, when Jeremiah, we'll use Jeremiah as an example because he's almost 20, um, when he's 20, and even now, we treat him like a man, yeah. and we respect him like a man. I ask for his opinion on things. Uh, what do you think about this? We do projects together. I, I entrust him on doing projects. So go ahead and do it yourself. Uh, he's actually changed my mind on some projects. And so uh, because of the experience he has and what he thinks is better, and I'm like, you know what? That, that does sound better. So I'm treating him as an equal at this point. Uh, there are times when I think he needs to be corrected, but honestly, when you're when I have a friend that I think needs to be corrected, uh, I need to go to him and, and, and talk to him, yeah, and 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 correct him on something. Uh, hopefully, I don't do that a lot, but um, but with Jeremiah, I haven't really had to correct him too much. He's 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 living at home, but he is responsible. He's still part of the family. Yeah. Uh, there's nowhere in scripture where it talks about a, a man leaving his family except for one thing and one thing only. 
and that is to get married. Now, I know there's people out there that have left, and I'm not judging. I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is scripturally, we find the only time we find that a man leaves is when he gets married. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that, <laughs> in, in, in the Old Testament, they, they brought their wife to their house, you know, to their, their father's house. And I know that was for community and whatever. Well, we're not going to get into all that uh, patriarchy stuff. But I'm just saying, scripturally speaking, if you look in the New Testament, is there a history? Do we see men moving out on their own and starting their own life without a wife. I don't mm-hmm. see that. So I know it might be controversial in our, our culture, and, and, and it might change maybe some of your thinking, but my job is not to push them out of the house. My job is to raise them up to be men and mature right. and, um, and, and have them be a blessing. But, uh, but anyway, so when are they a man? I, I believe it is around 20 when you know, they're, they're, they, they should be a man by then. Yeah. I don't know if you have a, a thought we, on that. We can hope so. <laughs> oh, you, they better be, right? Well, I mean, the Bible does say just on that, that it's not good for a man to be alone. So I do, you know, it does come to mind when you talk about a man going out and living on his own. And I feel like that might be something where we just, we adopt American culture. Right. And we feel like in, you know, most of America, you feel successful as a parent when your child grows up and they move out and they can pay their own bills and have their own job. And we feel like, oh, good. I, I did it. I right. accomplished the goal. And, but... Is that Western civilization or is that Bible? Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying that the two can't be same, you know, but I'm just saying that when we're thinking about these things, think about what God wants. Let's do it God's way instead of just what we feel like right. or whatever the culture is saying, just because this is what we've always done does not make it right. Yeah. And we're not trying to go back to patriarchy and, you know, control our kids and all that. That is bad in, in and of itself. Right. We want to raise adults. End of story. I want to get my kids to to where they are married off and they start their own family. And we're going to talk about that next week where we talk about that next phase where the kid is now in his 20 to 40 age, uh, where we just came out of not too long ago. And so that's that's an interesting phase in and of itself. And that is the starting starting lineup. You're actually now in the game. So all you young people who are listening, who are in that 20 to 40 age, you understand. You are now starting to have to step up. You are in the starting lineup. The yeah. ball is in your hand. What are you going to do? Right. And uh, how do we treat that as parents? You know, what, what's our responsibility? What does that look like? Um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that next week. But I just want to reiterate what that looks like for a child. and, a man. and uh, By the way, let's talk about the young ladies real quick. So young ladies, my personal belief is young ladies are to be with their family until they get married, no, no matter how old, they, how old they are. Once again, we're going by scripture here, and I know there's some single ladies out there, and they want to live on their own. I'm not judging, and if Abigail ends up being 40 and single, well, I might say, honey, maybe you just go live on your own. I don't know. But biblically speaking, we, we see a, the precedent is the, they stay under their, their father, their father's right. protection. The, the, right. He is the head of the family. He is her head. Then he gives that away to a husband. A right. husband now is her head. And and I would hate for my daughter to be headless. Uh, that was kind of funny. But uh, but no. But seriously, I would hate for her to to not have any authority in her life. And uh, she is now in control. And I know all these feminists are going to be like, oh yeah, you're going to you know strike down the woman once again. We understand our roles, and we embrace our roles, and we do it God's way. It is amazing how things work out. You are a woman, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you are a wife and a mother, and you've embraced your role. 
I'm a husband and a father. I've embraced my role. We do this God's way. It is amazing how it works together. Yeah, Uh, it's beautiful. It it is. And so a lady, that doesn't mean she just sits around and waits either, by the way. Um, We have them involved in our family. They are actually doing different things. They help different people. They, uh, one of our daughters wants to go on a missions trip here pretty soon, and I hope she's able to. Um, so there's, you could still be involved and do different things, but they are home and they're right. part of our family and they, they work together with our family. And, and so anyway, I just wanted to make sure that because there's a lot of young, I've talked to a lot of young people lately and they're itching to get out on their own and they have parents that are controlling them and want, not letting them uh, let go quite yet. That is very common, very common. Honestly, it's very common. Yeah. And even, especially in our circles. Right. And the challenge for our fathers, I would say, is like you spent your years training. Trust them at this point. They're going to make mistakes. There's no doubt about it. But Respect them as a man. Respect them as you would respect me if I came into your home and and had opinions. They may have different opinions than you do. Yeah, but they respect it. Very well, might <laughs> they actually might? Yeah, they they do. Um, they see see life differently. They may come around to your way one day, and they may not. Right. So yeah. be it. Yeah. Um, our goal is not to make clones of ourselves. Our 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 goal is to make people, not make people, but bring up people to love God. Right. And to worship God and yeah. His holiness. So that is that is it. Do you have anything, last closing thoughts you wanted to say, babe? Mm. Yeah, you it's, never do, huh? It's a fun phase, This the whole, you know, having people zero to 20 in your home. Yes. And Enjoy so, it. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun, and it's supposed to be. I think God, you know, that's part of the blessing that when, you know, He says children are a blessing, it's to bring us joy. You know, that's what they're yes. supposed to be. And, and like that 14 to 21, that's the, the time where they're assets and they give back and they're actually, you know, a blessing. It, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. They're always a blessing. They're always but, a blessing. Yeah, but they but are a blessing indeed. Yeah. But the, 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 um, I just had a thought and it went away. Oh, that's sorry. that's how bad it is. It's okay. getting late. Um, but no. The, oh, if you wanted to go back, if you're curious about our what well, we talked about creating a godly culture and sheltering our children, and we had a three part series back there. You can go back in in time a little bit, go go further down the list in the podcast, and you can re listen to those. Or if you haven't listened to them for the first time, I would encourage you to do that. Um, so anyway, that is our episode for today. We're trying to cram a whole bunch in here. There's so much more that we could talk about this issue. There's a lot of specifics. I know a lot of people might have questions, very specific things. We would be very general. Uh, This is a very general picture. We're giving you the vision for this. And I know there's a lot of specifics that that play out here. So uh, anyway, you just pray, search the scriptures, and uh, you'll get the answers. So until next week, we'll see you later. You've been listening to the Mike Charleston Podcast.